You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Mark, and Troy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 291. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend. Again, he's not here, so we have to go to Mark. Hi. It's me. <laughs> Caught me off guard there. You are this week's man slash myth slash legend. No, no. The man, the myth, the legend's not here. Yeah, yeah so he's a substitute. To... He's the substitute man, myth, and legend. Also with us, the killer turned whore, Troy. What's the business? And even with a chest cold, he brings the awesome. I yield to no one. What's going on, everybody? That that was a very funny beginning opening, and, and Trick, you'll probably cut it out. I absolutely will. See, he, he brings the awesome, and this week he's bringing the sexy voice. How you doing? His balls finally dropped. How you doing? <laughs> All right. Little disclaimer. Uh, chances are you are here. Little disclaimer. Chances are you are here in this show before you're here in 290 because I'm still in the process of trying to edit that train wreck of a show. But that was supposed now, to be the show itself is not a train show, wreck. Right? Oh, it was unedited, but then here, here's the problem, and, and I'm gonna. I, you saw, I, I'm not going to throw names out there because I'm not. I'm about to blame it. You saw anybody. my post on Facebook about that, didn't you? When, some, when, uh, somebody, when somebody asked about the unedited show, and I said, "Well, which unedited show is it? Is it the is it the edited unedited show, or is it the really edited unedited show?" Uh, as we record, uh, as you guys saw in our unedited show, we we sync up with the countdown to five, four, three, two, one, and then very simply, what it is once you it's all synced up, the show should just flow through. And that's what, what my goal was for the Christmas show and the New Year's show. It worked on the Christmas show, uh, but it did not work on the, uh, the New Year's show because one of the tracks, uh, when we're recording, for some reason likes to delete uh, seconds of silence. So we're, just to give you an example, where you, I get five tracks and we all record at, for say 90 minutes, this one track automatically shortens down to 80 minutes. So... I can't just simply stick it up and then release the show. I have to go in and manually move over every time this person talks. Yeah, so, so like, is- for instance, Mark hasn't <laughs> said anything since we opened the show. And therefore, uh, if, if it, it was his recording that was doing this, all of this time that he's been silent, his recording is going to decide to cut out all that silence. So now whenever the track's lined up, now all of a sudden his part, anything that he says next actually comes in way earlier than it actually should come in the conversation. So technically, by process of elimination, I'm one of the people that didn't have the audio issues continue (laughs) to piece together the mystery and see who it is. Well, I think people know who it is by this point, but I'm just, I'm I'm not throwing them under the bus. And it it wasn't me. The problem is, is that (laughs) I noticed, I noticed the problem when we were doing our trophy counts and I the person answered how many trophies they had, how many but they still hadn't. I don't ask the question for another two minutes. So this is why I'm going to be talking a heck of a lot in this episode, just to make sure that my recording continues to record. <laughs> uh, but hopefully we fix that problem, and 
This is actually going to be an edited show. Hopefully. Hopefully. But hopefully you're hearing this before 290, and hopefully 290 is not far behind that. Woohoo. So technically we're uh, breaking... I do have off Are we technically me. breaking the fourth wall then? This is way too meta of a podcast right now. I can't wait till we get to the email section and we start asking questions about last week's show that hasn't even been posted yet. <laughs> um, so, with all that being said, that's what's happened with last week's show. That's why it's delayed. I Obviously, I made a Facebook video for it because, you know, I love my Facebook videos. Yeah, you do. Uh, because that's um, what Tricky does. Yeah, we need an intervention. It, it's funny because I actually... I, mm-hmm. I, I did a Facebook video the other day and it popped up and says, Congratulations, this is your 100th video. Wow. You Already? just started doing those, what, like a couple months ago? So. Man. Well, I, I think... I, well, I've done videos for my page. I've done pay, uh, videos for the Proven Gamer page. I've done... Uh, Live streams, uh, like Twitch streams on Facebook Live. So it's not me personally talking to everybody. Anyway, all that being said, that's what's going on with the show. That's what's going on with the show. Uh, so let's give you our updated. And here's what's happening count. in your neck of the woods. <laughs> let's give you updated trophy counts. I am level 31. Total trophies of 7,824. With a plaque count of 69, I have a new platinum. Uh, Alex is level 28, total trophies of 5,884, with 82 Platinums in 81 games. I think he got a new platinum. He did, I updated the trophies. Was it Ratchet and Clank? I don't know, I didn't look. No, not Alex, Tricky. Oh, mine, no, mine was uh, Code Realization. Oh, you failed the fans. Hey, I gave the fans a a week to uh, let me out of it. Nobody said anything. It must be okay. I'm gonna... That invalidates every Facebook poll you've ever made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hey, I... <laughs> I, if nobody votes, then obviously nobody cares about it. Hey, you know what? Nobody voted on my streaming poll either. I'm kind of disappointed. I think Daryl was the only one who voted on that. No, there was a couple of people, but I know Daryl was one of them. All right, well, we're going to get into a poll that later in the show for our topic of the week. Uh... Yield, what are your trophies, sir? Uh, let's see here. My screen is telling me I am currently at a level 24 with a trophy count of 4424 and a platinum count of 64. There's there, there's a theme going on here, and I have four of a kind. <laughs> Mark? I am trophy level 27 with a trophy count of 6,720 with 30 platinums. And you got a new platinum, sir. I did. Sir. I've had one a week since the new year started. Whoa, look at you. What is your new platinum? My new platinum? Is that a spoiler was, for our resolutions? Technically, oh. yeah. Day, uh, Day of the Tentacle. I heard that's a motherfucker. No. Oh, like, well, I if, two if, playthroughs if, at worst, and they're like four hours? I did it in one playthrough, because I actually have experience with this game, and I actually like the dialogue. That's not, it just took more than four hours because of all the interacting and moving around and trying to do everything one time. <sighs> Sorry, Green Bay score. That's why I had to vote. Oh, that was the motherfucker. It wasn't the no. game. No. <laughs> you made Green it sound Bay like you're sc- like, I heard that game was a motherfucker. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Just I looked over. It can and, be, though. Aaron, Ro- Aaron Rodgers is doing Andrew Rodgers right now, so. That's not like uh, Troy, what are your trophies, sir? I am still currently at a level 19. I am still currently at 3,304 trophies, and I still currently have 39 Platinums. Uh, I think you actually messed up the, when you updated the trophy because I'm level 32 now, there, buddy. I didn't look at the level. Sorry, dum dum dum. My bad. I gained a new level. I gained a new level along with the new platinum. I went through the PlayStation app on the phone, so who knows? 
I'm I'm pretty close to hitting a new level, I think. <sighs> yeah, but you'll never be as high as me there. Probably not, but I'm not I'm not trying to compete. I'll catch up. <sighs> yeah. Well Mark is when he's failing horribly. At least I didn't freaking play the division for nine months straight. Hey, it's a good game. <sighs> if it is, then why aren't you still playing it? Uh well, yeah, you're not playing the division, but what are you playing, Mark? Uh, currently, I am still playing Final Fantasy 15, really close to that platinum. I finally stopped power leveling, and I'm actually playing the story. And then I actually spent a majority of the week playing this war of mine because, as I said on the podcast, 290, that's not out yet. I was really excited that that was free for PlayStation Plus, and I think I've already put a good 20 hours into it, and I'm... But just playing through multiple like playthroughs, and I'm pretty close to the platinum. In that I think I'm like three well, or four trophies away. How 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 are you? How are you, how, how are you doing an arc? How are you still playing considering your system died? Oh wait, spoiler. Uh, uh yeah, oh, because two nine. Um, well, let's see. Oh Thanks man, to, so many. Yeah, I know it's right. It's like oh, I was like the continuity is gone right now. Um, <laughs> thanks to the fact that when I went to college for computers, I learned computer hardware, and in the past I have helped people rebuild and refurbish arcade machines, so I'm very good with taking apart consoles and fixing them. Um, the issue with my PS4 was the internal power, but it mainly was stemming from the HDMI port was just garbage. So, I got some parts, fixed it, I think I've added a good... Now he's using RCA cables oh, yeah. on his... Uh, on his CRT television to play his PlayStation 4. Basically, and there's a little hamster wheel connected to it to keep it going. Um, but no, I think I've extended the life of it at least a month. I'm hoping two months, so that way there, um, around uh, once taxes and everything hit, I can replace it. Because like I said before we start recording, I found a place that had the Final Fantasy 15 one terabyte PS4 collector's edition for 500 And those things, a lot of people are posting them on eBay for like 1000 to $3,000. Here's a fun game. Let's see if we can tie up all the loose ends from last week's episode and just make that episode completely redundant. We're Quentin Tarantinoing like the whole entire podcast right now. <laughs> uh, I did. I just looked up Alex's trophies because he got a platinum, and his platinum was in Day of the Tentacle. Um, and then I thought it would be nice to to rag on him a little bit because he's not here. Uh, he's been working on WWE 2K17 as well. Uh, I'm looking at his trophies right now. He is currently four trophies away from that platinum, and uh, he has to earn a silver medal online he has to earn a gold medal online he has to win a team up match and then he has to win the NXT championship those are all easy they are they're not that bad like the, the, the NXT yeah, one but, wasn't difficult yeah but we're talking about Alex playing video games you know oh, it's yeah. not what, exactly easy for especially him. with the internet you need the three of them are online trophies <laughs> but no the downside with those can you boost them um yes and no sure. the, the downside is then you gotta find somebody game. else who bought that game i have it but <laughs> i told him like i'd help him if i had to i actually stopped playing that game a week after it came out which is the shortest amount of time i've ever played a wb game in my now you probably got like 60 gigabytes of update that you'd have oh, to yeah. download I had to, to play it again so like there's all this, but like it's dare i say one of the visually it's good but it's like overall mechanics and everything else probably one of the worst I've played in the better part of the last five years alright Troy what are you playing uh, this week actually yesterday I finished uh, watch underscore dogs the original um, I have some dogs. thoughts <laughs> yeah the first now, watch dogs you like it so I have thoughts I actually took notes so I'm going to go down these oh, notes holy so, yeah, cow uh, I took notes uh, hold, hold, hold on wait wait before, you, before we go into the notes of watch dogs what else have you been playing 
I think that's it. Oh, well, last night. So, uh, I mean, a kind of a spoiler, I guess, for what what's going on in the background. Plus, um, one of my gaming resolutions, I got an HDMI splitter to uh, strip HDCP off of a PlayStation Three and or Vita TV mm-hmm. uh, for streaming. So I you. hooked all that up last night so and was playing around PG, with PlayStation right? Three. What's that? So you're gonna start streaming for PG, right? Yeah, that's the plan. That's yeah, that's a thing. I didn't want to spoil too much what's going on in the background of, of Proven Gamer here, but Oh yeah, we actually uh, we actually talked about that last week that nobody heard yet. <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. We're just gonna make the last episode completely redundant by the time we're done here. But other than that, I don't think I think I might have fiddled around with Valkyria Chronicles two a little bit more. Uh, that game it's so it's a really long game, but also I've kind of gone back to play some of the previous missions because they're all really bite-sized and the maps are similar to like what you would if you've ever played like Monster Hunter. It's, you know, a format of having it on a portable console. All the maps are in little chunks, so you go from one section to another and they just reuse all the same maps over again. You just play them in different configurations and stuff like that. So I just went back and I've been doing uh, previous missions with my leveled up... uh, soldiers and characters and stuff so i can go back and and get better grades in the previous maps but also that also helps me grind out material and stuff like that to make uh, more powerful weapons and stuff for the later levels so i haven't actually progressed the storyline any since the last episode um so yeah i, I played watchdogs i finished it uh last night after the uh, raiders lost oh i'm sorry which is another horrible thing that happened in my life did, no it, did you it, just it sniff like you were crying no i'll just uh just like I thought that was me. I was congested. Something. I thought that was mine that, that picked that, up that on was, the mic. That was just perfect timing, though. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, yeah, that sucked, but it, was, it wasn't it was a surprise. I mean, Derek Carr's been out since Christmas Eve, going out with a broken leg, and then there were two other, our center, and I think it was our left guard that were out also with injuries. Uh, all three Pro Bowl players, and we were playing with our third-string quarterback who had never, ever started a game in his entire career, and his first start happened to be one of the playoff games. So we weren't going very deep into the playoffs anyway. It kind of sucks, but it was expected, so I'm not too brokenhearted. I'm, I like where the team's at, and I think we'll do good in seasons going forward. And So, yeah, I'm not, you know, I wasn't belly aching. I kind of expected it. Hey, maybe you, maybe the Raiders So now can, can I go up, over my notes on Raiders Watch Dogs can yet? pick up where the Bengals left off, and they can be the next five team in a row to go one and done. Uh, no, I think they're in good shape. And then uh, there's talk because Wade Phillips is done in Denver, and there's talk that he might go to the Raiders, which will help us a lot on defense. Oh, snap. And that's kind of one of our weak spots right now is defense. All right, go through your notes. Okay, so Watch Dogs. Uh, when I mentioned it the first time, I think it was two episodes ago, uh, maybe even longer than that because I had stopped for a little bit. Uh, so I finally got used to the gunplay and the driving in that game because I know that was a sticking point for me in the beginning. Um, I got used to how everything plays, but it's still not great. <laughs> I mean, as much as I got used to it, it was not amazing. Uh, one funny thing, though, last night, one of the game that I was using to uh, test my stream uh, with the PlayStation 3 was I fired up uh, <coughs> the Lost in the Damned uh, GTA 4 oh, yeah. uh, add-on, and I spawned inside of one of the safe houses, and I was trying to... One, I was trying to figure out how, to hel- how the hell to get out of the safe house, but also... Um, I wanted to sprint, and on the uh, on the Watchdogs game, it would be the right trigger uh, or R two to uh, to sprint. So I hit that, thinking I was going to sprint, and and the character just like whipped out his gun and started shooting all crazy. So the cops showed up, and I ended up getting arrested. But I was like, man, that sucks because I was like totally used to the the uh, 
the controls of Watch Dogs, which is kind of crazy. Uh, my second note was, um, I feel like it shouldn't be so natural for Aiden Pierce to kill so many dudes. Like, it felt like it was... You know how people talk about the cognitive dissonance with, uh, or the what Ludo narrative dissonance with uh, um, Nathan Drake killing like thousands of dudes, but still being this huck yuck, you know, like normal every dude. I feel like Aiden Pierce suffers from that even more. Like I don't know, this dude just is in Chicago and he's gunning fools down like he was like a Navy SEAL or something, because like he just like he has no problem just gunning fools down using like all these assault weapons and all this stuff, and it's just like a normal everyday thing. And I had issues, like I felt like that shouldn't be this character, but unfortunately, in a lot of ways, I wasn't able to play any other way. There's not really. Um, so that goes into my third note. Actually, I feel like there should have well, been. Uh, before you go up? into your third note, uh, I, I I wanted to touch on that because with Watch Dogs Two, uh, the main character, a lot of people had that feeling like Marcus should not like Marcus is like this grounded guy, nice guy. Thanks. For him to kill somebody, it's like so out of character. But yeah. with Aiden Pierce, like it seems like it's in his character, but in reality, both games were designed to hack stuff to get things done rather than kill but kill was always an option but it, it was more designed to let you hack things yeah so, so what i've heard of watchdogs 2 is there's a a lot more leeway in that like you can go through without having to kill anybody but i feel like absolutely. in the first watchdogs there were there were instances where i had no choice like i had to kill dudes like there were some like i was able to to uh get through some of the like the ctos um like checkpoints and stuff where you have to go in and hack and stuff and i was able to you know stealth my way through it where i'm like okay get this camera okay now I'll get this to get this guy to move over here and he's got a camera on his chest so then i use his camera and boom i'm in you know there were some times where i was able to do that and then sneak away unscathed but i feel like there were way too many times where i had to like literally gun my way through things and uh and it just it just felt out of, and it, i mean aiden definitely doesn't seem like he's against like killing people even from the beginning but like the the sheer volume of fools that i was gunning down it just doesn't seem seem natural. There was kind of a dissonance there. Uh, my third note was that I feel like there should have been more non-lethal and stealth options. Um, it wasn't horrible, at least for stealth, which, you know, the whole, like, going in and, and using cameras and everything like that. But I guess I was spoiled with Metal Gear Solid Five because, like, I literally played through the campaign of Metal Gear Solid Five like a goddamn ninja. Like, I almost... I think even to this day, I've got almost 200 hours in that game. I've probably got less than 150 kills in that game. Like, I've literally killed less than 150 people in that game because of the way I played through that game. Um... Originally, I thought the melee takedowns were going to be non-lethal because if you sneak up behind somebody, you can melee them. Um, but one of the melee takedowns I did, uh, Aiden Pierce like kicked a guy in his knees from behind, but then he shot the dude in the head with the pistol. So I was like, okay, that's leading me towards maybe thinking that he's killing these cats that I'm actually like taking down stealthily too, which kind of sucks. Um, so then my fourth one is a lot of the missions were crazy frustrating. It felt like they were trial and error. And it was super easy to fail. Um, I mean, some of the, the most arbitrary, you know, like you're supposed to chase this dude down and, you know, do whatever. And I feel like a lot of them were, were really easy to fail. And I was having to re redo missions multiple times, which was really frustrating for me. Um, and then finally, my fifth one was Aiden Pierce should have been written as an ex-Navy SEAL. Uh, that would have better explained all of the solo murder that he did, because, I mean, he just I literally probably killed hundreds of people in Chicago. And it also would have made me feel better about using the water to escape so consistently, because 
I, I just basically trained myself to go to the river anytime I was in trouble, anytime uh, fixers were chasing me, anytime the cops were chasing me, I would immediately go straight to the river and uh, try and uh, jump into the water because as soon as I was getting, getting in the water, like the cops, the only thing they had that could chase you over the water was a helicopter. They didn't have boats. Mm. There was no way for them to, to chase you. So literally you're just going across. As soon as you hit the water, there was no other, you know, way for them to catch you, and it was the easiest way to escape anybody. So I felt like he should have been an ex-Navy SEAL, like uh, that should have been written in, because that would have helped me with my whole problem with him killing a bunch of dudes and and being able to like totally deftly work a, you know, a, a light machine gun and all that stuff. But also, um, yeah, and more depth of the character, being able to use the water to escape. Because it's been a while since I played the first Watch Dogs. I just remember the fact that like the whole other time when I had to do any killing stuff, I was like. There isn't really enough background story behind this character to really justify or explain why I'm doing this. Yeah. So the, yeah, if he was an ex Navy SEAL, I, I think that would have <coughs> fixed all of that. Yeah. The game takes place in Chicago, which is on a Great yeah. Lake, which, which is on a Great Lake. No, you, we got to figure out what's going on. What, oh no, you, I thought you was trying to say something, and I was like, "Is oh, yeah. he alive? Is no. it the sinuses? Yeah, so, it's the sinuses. Should we, should we save him? So it, the game takes I'm, place I'm in Chicago away. on a Great Lake, okay. and there's no boats. It's, no, there are boats. So they just don't chase you. Boats. There's no police boats. Yeah, no, the cops don't have boats. But yeah, I totally would. Ju- In fact, it's funny because the last mission, um, I mean, spoiler, I guess, for a game that I don't know how many years old it is right. and the sequel's already out. Uh, but in the last mission, the the protagonist or the antagonist that, that you've been, you know, dealing with through the whole thing, he basically takes over the CTOS. And so if you're driving on land to get to all these checkpoints that you need to go to, like he's making the bridges go, he's setting off steam pipes, he's doing all the CTOS hack things that you can do to take people out. And so in order to circumvent that, I just jumped in a boat and I completely went all the way around the island and I was literally able to dock like right outside the building I needed to be at. So I didn't have to deal with any of that crap. Like literally like I could see like bridges moving and everything around me, but like I had, it didn't affect me at all because I was in a boat the whole time. I did the exact same thing. Now, really quick is Tricky, you platinum Watch Dogs 2, right? Watch Dogs 2, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get the first one. Because, um, like, so, basically when Ubisoft, like, after, what, Far Cry Primal came out, remember how, like, everyone was like, I guess everything's kind of, like, in a shared universe between Far Cry, Watch Dogs, and Assassin's Creed. Does, without any spoilers, because sadly I do not own Watch Dogs 2, I'm, I want to get it and play it soon, so no spoilers done. Is there any, like, subtle hints that tie in all that, those, those other franchises to it, or again? Because I know there was a mission in the first one that uh, kind of was uh, tied into Assassin's Creed. There, I mean, well, you actually hack Ubisoft's office, um, and the when you hack the mission, you actually get uh, video footage of a canceled game that they were doing. Hmm. So, yeah, I think uh, in in the in the game universe, you're stealing this trailer for a game that they're working on, yeah. but in the real world, that game is actually a game that they were working on that they have since canceled. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like Ubisoft taking a little poke at themselves. Because I, I was like, like, I like doing um in the first game there was something with Abstergo Industries, and then in Far Cry Primal, you could see the Brotherhood logo, and like there's all these subtle hints, like on all like the Reddit conspiracy theories. Because I have a lot oh, of free yeah, time. Yeah, all that. Yeah, all that stuff. I mean, it's it's. You're in San Francisco, and you know there's an Assassin's Creed movie poster yeah. on the back of their offices. Right, right, right. I mean, there there are hints. Yeah. But uh, see, Watch Dogs Two uh, is very similar to the Assassin's Creed series in the fact that when the first Assassin's Creed came out, 
Although not a lot of people liked it, but they redeemed themselves with Assassin's Creed 2. Watch Dogs came out. A lot of people were expecting yeah. something. Were disappointed. Watch Dogs 2 not totally redeemed it, but definitely it's made it on the right path. The first one. That's, that's like, I'm right. still excited. I still want to play Watch Dogs 2 at some point. Like I'm, I'm going to hopefully find it on sale somewhere, find a digital deal. Like I have it watched on Amazon because they have the digital code. So I always watch to see if the price drops. So I definitely I picked it up bundled with another Yeti microphone. It's actually sitting on the floor next to me. Nice. Uh, well, somebody I know that has Watch Dogs and hasn't played it yet is uh, Yield. What are you playing? Uh, let's see here. I've been playing some... Um, I've been playing Knack. And... Uh, let's see, what else? Mad Max. Lifeless Planet. And I uh, played some Battlefield 1 last night. Uh, I finished up Cold Reels, uh, Real, Realize on the Vita. Uh, I started playing uh, Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc. How do you like it? I, uh, dude, I'm trying so hard to like that game. I just, I, I've, I've, I've only gotten to the first chapter. No. I, I'm literally at the point where, and this is not a spoiler. No, it's not. The game's you, been out for like almost you come out. You co- well, it's not even that. Uh, you come out. You come out of your bedroom. And you're walking to catch up with everybody else. Yep. I, so do I you just have, do you have direct I'm, control in this game? Like I know it's like a visual novel, but no, it you seems can move like around, you can walk around and explore. Okay. You can walk around, but it 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 just seems like they're they're throwing so much information at you at the beginning. Uh, if if you if you guys don't know what Dangaropper is, I'm it's fine of it. it's an amazing game, amazing. Okay, well let me explain. Stop trying to take over. You might the show. explain it wrong. <laughs> if I explain it wrong, then correct me. Okay, you can proceed. check him. Uh, you, you're an average student who gets invited to go to this special high school. And when I say special high school, it's like every other student that's got invited there, they're like an expert in their field. It's like the expert bike gang, the expert baseball player, the expert pop star, the expert fashionista, the, po- the expert fan fiction writer. And like you're this ordinary kid, and you go walk in, and immediately you you zonk out, you pass out, you wake up in a classroom, and then uh, you're sent to the gym. You go to the gym, everybody's talking, introducing themselves, and they're like throwing all this information at you, like this is the, this is who this is, this is who this is, and then all of a sudden, uh, Monokuma comes up, and he starts talking a bunch of shit. And then they, he goes, yeah, uh, you're trapped here, and there's no escape whatsoever. You can't leave. You're you're going to live the rest of your life here. And then somehow, which I don't remember exactly how it unfolded, it comes out to saying, well, you can leave, but you have to murder somebody, and you have to get away with it. Like, nobody can find out you murdered them. That's the only way you're allowed to leave the school. Which then immediately, my brain processed this thought. And, Mark, maybe you can explain this in a non-spoiler fashion. I will be able to. Proceed. If you kill somebody, and no one is allowed to find out you committed the murder, how then can they turn around and say, okay, you got away with it? Because, obviously, they have to know you killed somebody and got away with it, and then, therefore, it negates their whole purpose of nobody finding out. Yeah, Monica has surveillance on the whole entire school, so it's the other students, like, basically... This is not a spoiler. If 
someone hypothetically is murdered, they turn it into a whole school investigation that turns into a school trial. And if they convict the wrong person and you get away with it, then you're free to go and everyone else dies. Okay. But if, but this this is more like a visual novel, right? So there is yes and no a correct way to do it there's like it's not ugh, it's not the traditional as i played very various visual no- it's not the traditional visual novel sense the only thing that is visual novel about it is just how the dialogue sequences are shown the interaction yeah yeah other than that like there's a lot of different mini games it's basically just almost it's almost more like a phoenix Wright type of interaction than an like actual, la noir uh i'm actually gonna say more like phoenix Wright because it's very uh point and click at times so All right. it's it's not really a visual novel. It's more like a point and click, like just mixed hybrid. Like I just tell everyone, the closest thing to it is Phoenix Wright. If Phoenix Wright met with uh, the nice movie Battle Royale, and it was set in a high school, that's what this game is. <laughs> and so tricky, like a little background. What's your relationship with like Japanese culture and anime and stuff like that? None. Okay, that probably also helps mm. to explain your trepidation yeah. with the game because it's well, very Japanese. Whereas, well, you know, it, it's not. It's not even that. It's just I, I like. Okay, everybody keeps talking about Danganronpa, and I was I was gonna wait until one and two come out with uh, on the PS4. Yeah, but then I was like, you know what? I'm at work a lot. It's snow season. I have a lot of downtime at work, so I was like, you know what? Let me get Danganronpa, and if I like it, then I'll just jump in and get it on the four the platinum on four as well yeah but it, it's it's not even that it's all the japanese culture because i'm following the story it's just it's throwing oh, so no. much well, information at you it's like you got to remember who this is and you got to remember who that is and it's like whoa slow the hell it down. slows down introduce these it introduce these down. characters it like in time not Back to back to back to back. They're giving you all no, of well, the, that's uh, the thing. All You're the information still at the front. Early on, so they're just trying to get you the gist of who everybody is. It does kind of change a pace, and you do get to actually fully flesh out the characters. They're just trying to get, like, oh, I'm the best baseball player. What do you do? Like, get that out of the way, and then they actually start peeling back the layers slowly on each character so you can actually see the depth. Like, they just throw. That's basically yeah, how any anime is. Like, you I get don't think all I'm, the information. I don't think I'm going to get that far. I would say I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not quitting. No, on it. I would like, say I'm, I'm just saying I, I don't think I'm gonna get that far because it's really not holding my attention. Yeah, it's it's I've talked to many because when this game came out, I hyped it up. When I did my game of the year stuff, like it was in my top three, and then the sequel was as well. I tell everyone the fr- it's one of the ones where you got to stick through it, through it. And once you get to like chapter three or four, and then everything starts to like the doors start opening and they start really slowing down all the character like information that's thrown at you so you can just like digest it all it gets a lot better especially like the latter half of that game is amazing and it's a good thing you're playing it on the vita because i played it the first one on the vita and the second one on the playstation tv it's meant for especially mini game stuff it was meant to be on the vita like obviously well i was actually gonna start playing on the vita tv um it i would uh if you're gonna start soon yeah we're we're getting long with the deal let's let's and the other games I've been playing is an, uh, the other game I'm playing is Rock Band Four. I've started playing that. I downloaded the Rivals. Uh, Yield. I need you to start playing because we got to get our crew together. We got weekly challenges. To so, do. Somebody was supposed to hook me up with a free copy of Rivals. 
I've been seeing both Rock Band and uh, Guitar Hero Live popping up for like super cheap, and I've almost been tempted to pick up one of them. I would say Guitar Hero Live. I mean, just because I like how you don't have to buy music. It cycles through the songs available to you like every yeah, couple weeks. Like, a, I'm, like you're watching MTV, basically. Yeah, and you get to actually play the music. It's I, I, I still pick it up every once in a while just to see what new songs have been added to play. I think it's been like 20 bucks at Toys R Us for the last like week and a half or two weeks, and I've been super tempted to try and pick it up. Uh, yeah, just to, but the, the P- PS4 and the Xbox One versions are only available in store, which would mean I'd have to drive to El Paso to get to a Toys R Us even if they have it in stock. So that's the only thing that's been keeping me from actually dropping on that. All right, let's get into our topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, first topic is, uh, well, actually, <laughs> I didn't put this in the agenda. Nothing. Extra Life 2017 is up and running. Go sign up. Proven Gamer already has a team. I already made my page. Go join Proven Gamer. That was a really Sorry, feminine no. sneeze. Uh, so go get involved in that. Uh, I want to send a twerp you to the Green Bay Packers, who just beat my Giants and eliminated from the playoffs. But back to the topics. Oh, darn. I lost one. Uh, game uh <laughs> A list was comprised of the top 20 most downloaded PS4 games in North America, and starting from 20 to 1. Number 20 was Final Fantasy 15. Number 19 was The Last of Us Remastered. Number 18, Uncharted 4. Number 17, Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim Special Edition. 16, Madden. 15, Battlefield Hardline. 14, Rainbow Six Siege. Number 13, Battlefield. 12, Need for Speed. 11, NBA 2K17. Number 10, uh, FIFA 17. Number 9, No Man's Sky. Number 8, Battlefield 4. Number 7, Overwatch. Number 6, GTA 5. Number 5, The Division. Number 4, Infinite Warfare. Number 3, Minecraft. And number 2, Battlefield. Does anybody who doesn't know already want to take a guess what the number one <laughs> Is anybody who has was? not looked at the, uh, <laughs> at the agenda? It, it, birds. it sounds like it's the only PlayStation Plus game that was on the list. Rock was it PlayStation League. Plus in 2016? No, it was 2015. Yes, it was. I thought. I think it was. It was free when it came game. out. It was free on Plus the, the week it came out. So that's good, though, because that means a lot of people paid for Rocket League this year. That's pretty dope. The only thing, like, looking at the list, I was like, it's pretty obvious because most of the, like, Rocket League obviously being at number one, but most of the games on the list that are there because they were dirt cheap for a lot of sales. Like between uh, Star Wars Battlefront, Hardline was what, at one point seven dollars, and the season pass was like what ten dollars. So it's like okay, I get why a lot of the games are on the list, and I get why a lot of the and, yeah. games are at the bottom of the list, like Final Fantasy fifteen. Pre-ordering it, you get you know the a King's Quest game to play, the side-scrolling hack and slash, or you can get you know the limited edition ones that come with King's Glaive on Blu-ray. So it's a nice list. Just you can abundantly see. Like I'm, sur- I'm kind of surprised. No Man's Sky is number nine. I thought it was going to be in the top five. Maybe well, the word got out. Including yield. Uh, I, st- I still uh, play. So it. Battlefield One's number one. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare's number four. Titanfall's not on the list at all. I mean, that kind of tells you. Well, once again, this is all digital downloads yeah. too, so it doesn't take physical copies into account. But I mean, that kind of tells you what you need to know about how that whole three-way battle for first-person shooter dominance oh, yeah. played out. And Battlefield won it. I'm surprised. I'm not. I'm because Titanfall. I don't know if a lot of people know. The a week after it came out, Target was doing a 
buy one get one half off on all EA published games so you can go in there and get like FIFA with Titanfall 2 and this and that so I think that kind of helped the physical yeah, sales yeah there were a lot of a lot of physical deals for Titanfall 2 yeah. over the holidays, so that probably definitely ate into the digital downloads of it. I'm just surprised Minecraft. People are still, like... <laughs> I think Minecraft will be in the top five of any, like, list of top-selling games on any console. I'm not surprised there's no Telltale game? games on the list, either. Sure, it's a okay. survival game. It's it's No Man's Sky, just with worse graphics. That's absolutely what it is. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, I wouldn't go there. No, I mean, seriously. Like, there is so many similarities between Minecraft and No Man's Sky, you'd be shocked. And actually, you can do more in Minecraft than you can in No Man's Sky, even though it's all on one planet. All right, our next bit of news is uh, Mr. Ed Boon had decided to uh, troll the entire uh, gaming universe. He put out a photo on Twitter that simply says I2.05.16.17. Now, if you decoded it, uh, a lot of people speculated that's when Injustice 2 will be arriving. Uh, A representative for Warner Brothers has confirmed that Injustice 2 will release for America on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on May 16th, as previously teased by the troll Ed Boone. Are you guys ready for some more injustice Next. in May? Next. Eh. I still I like was mentioned in the the episode that will release next week, which was recorded last week. Um, I haven't played it yet. I own it, but I haven't played it. Uh, it intrigues me. I like the story mode. I really liked the what uh, what Nether Realms did with the Mortal Kombat uh, what nine story mode, and I'm sure Mortal Kombat X was similar. I haven't played that one yet either, so I play it just for the story mode at least. I'm not huge on uh, competitive fighting games as much as I like to, you know, try and learn and, and become, but I don't have the time and effort to actually become good at them, one, uh, one but I these, definitely am interested in the story. One of these days, I will download uh, the free version that I picked up off of Plus, and maybe I'll try to farm out the Platinum. Jeep. All right, our next bit of news is, according as announced in CES 2017, PlayStation 4 has sold 53 million units. I'm going to let you finish, but you skipped the topic. No, I didn't. Well, I did it out of order on purpose. Oh. Here, here, here in a couple of weeks or oh, a couple yeah. of months, it'll be 53 million units in one. <laughs> <laughs> also with that, also announced at CES is Uncharted 4 has officially sold 8.7 million copies. Oh yeah, it's Uncharted 4. I mean, I'm not even I'm I'm I thought they were going to hit um about 10. I th- I literally thought when they were going to do the numbers like how they do at the beginning of a year, I thought it was going to be at 10 cuz just with how the marketing how great that game was, I feel like if there's 50 million PlayStation 4s, there should be at least 10 million copies of Uncharted 4 sold. Well, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like, that's almost one of the must-play games for the PlayStation 4. You'd think there would be a higher number there. It was good. I don't know if it's great. I, yeah, it's... it's Like, after having played it, having earned the, the Platinum, I really enjoyed it. But honestly, like, I, I finished it and I was done with it. Like, it wasn't something, like, I actually immediately sold the game because uh, I got the Collector's Edition. So I ended up selling the game and making my money back on the Collector's Edition. So I think I literally only spent four bucks to play that, and I still kept all the uh, special stuff. But um, 
uh yeah i mean it was a good game but i it wasn't amazing but i think i do think it's one of the must play games on the playstation 4 see i didn't get the platinum i don't do multiplayer or any co-op or stuff like i just wanted to play the story and because it was like thieves and this is one of the franchises because i used to play my xbox more than my playstation uncharted was one of like the one of the three titles that got me like really back into playing my ps3 more than any other console so i was like great to kind of see that come to fruition with the final game and i thought it was just i i still think i was like 50 million i was like uh, i i thought it's all better i don't know how it stands with all the other games that came out throughout the year for their sales but i thought yeah so it'd be nice to see this like this number compared to some other benchmarks even compared to like some of the uh the older uncharted games when they came out uh, just to see where that sits, you know, in the pantheon, or even like like uh, Lucia just said, you know, if we could compare it to the numbers from some other game, if we had those numbers, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, because I'm I mean, they, like I really would like to see, especially with like Uncharted as a PlayStation exclusive title, like seeing how like got awarded with their sales over time, and then Uncharted and like The Last of Us, like the trend of Uncharted Four, if it's undersold compared to the other three games and the Vita game. Does that? How does that bode when God of War comes out compared to the other? Does that mean like these franchises that started on PS3 or PS2 even is there? Are they going to be blockbuster sellers when they when their PS4 counterparts come out? I wonder if there's has there been any other like major tentpole uh, franchise release that's come out on the PlayStation? I mean, uh, Uncharted or The Last of Us Remastered came out, but that was like so close on the heels of of the first yeah. last of us and and everything like that i don't know that that's comparable to having a full-blown like this is the only way to play this game is to play it on the four uh god of war will definitely be that so maybe we'll be able to compare the god of war numbers in their first year versus uncharted four but i'd, I'd really like to see and i don't know that there's any other comparison that we could even draw directly to another huh. game that's come out on the four yet really, I mean, speaking of god of war Corey. Corey, uh, Corey Barlock said that the new God of War is fully playable from start to finish, but yet we still don't have any more news or release date for it. Summer. Well, they, they, I mean, they've got it all put together, but there's probably a hell of a lot of tweaking and stuff like that that has to be done. They've basically made all the pieces and stuck them together. They've got all the pieces, they've stuck them together, but it's probably still pretty rough. Like, there's got a lot of uh, polish that needs to be done and everything like that. Well, yeah, they actually have to write the story. They just took all the other... They, they, they took all the other God of Wars and picked out important boss battles and melted it all together. Now we gotta make it all into uh, Norse mythology. Now they gotta find a way to tie yeah, it all together. We gotta tie it all together. <laughs> we got this big boss battle over here, now we gotta tie it into this boss battle. Because it'd be crazy if like a narrative-driven game was was made like that, where they totally laid out the levels and everything like that, and they're like, okay, now we have to make a story that goes along with this. It's like I knew I forgot to do something. I'm sure. I'm sure there's games like that that are made like, oh, we have an idea. Let's just write the story. And then okay, now we got to animate. To uh, it. Let's say uh, that's usually how I would imagine. That's how it goes. The story comes first, and then they make the game to that. Versus, we've completely built the game from start to finish. You can play it all, but we don't have a story for it yet. So let's make the story that goes along with this game, and I, then have I it be can, like I a can, huge narrative-driven uh, thing. I, I, I think that's what uh, you just destroyed my. Segue. No, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Try no, you, you, okay. it's just, it's just okay, He was on a roll with segues, I will I, say that. I, I'm glad I shot it down because I can give you a, a set example of what game did something like that. 
and that would be Uncharted 3 with the boat. I thought you were going to say The Division. So that's, but that's literally a scene, though. That's not yeah. the entire well, game. Well, I know. I don't know if anybody's done an entire game. But yeah, I can see what you mean. Like, they're like, hey, there's this awesome set piece, and so we've got this technology, we want to make this awesome set piece, and we have to find a way to throw work it, it into, into the, the, story. Into the story. Versus, like... Yeah having the entire game like completely finished from start to finish where you could literally start from the beginning and work and and roll the credits but we still have to figure out a narrative way to to tie all this together inspiring game developers who listen to our show we have just given you an idea we just want some credit somewhere in the credits that game would totally suck dude i'm telling you well speaking of games with a good set piece uh that must be what camposato did when they came out with firewatch that is an awesome game game of the it has been confirmed that Firewatch has passed <laughs> 1 million in sales. I bought it. I plan on buying this it. This game the game sold well enough to allow for a limited run of physical PS4 copies, something its publisher wasted no time in joking about where uh Cabell Sasser tweeted out a picture of the sneak peek at our special million seller Grace Hits Firewatch package coming soon. Which he says in the tweet, it's a joke, but still, Mark fell for it. I didn't read the I tweet. I just looked at the photo. I didn't scroll through it. Sorry, I felt, my also, bad. I so hard. I'm just now realizing what this is. We're looking at the box art, and it's a PlayStation 4 box, and it's literally right in the middle of it, of the, the cover art, is another PlayStation 4 box of a Firewatch game. And that's great. Like, I'm just realizing what that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the greatest box art ever. I would actually proudly have that as a physical copy for the box art. So would I. It's an excellent game. Well, they, they, there are physical copies. It's just that's not going to be the the physical I'm copy that's released. Well aware. I bet you it's probably what that middle one is, though. Yeah. But yeah, that's funny. I didn't make I didn't make the connection that it was literally like the uh, the implication art? was that it was a box with the box also on the box art on the front. So yeah, that was kind of crazy. Well, speaking of crazy, is Overwatch has apparently got a new map. Uh, yep. Oasis is the newest control map in Overwatch. Available now on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. You know, every time I want to say Xbox One, I want to say Xbox but I'm cognate of our email we got where somebody says they're bad that we say Xbox. Somebody's uh, entrance music. I feel it's like the I'm trophy whores, trophy whores battle royale. Somebody's entering the ring. No, some no no. Somebody actually started the uh, opened up the brothel early. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Someone coming out. Yeah. Uh, available now on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. The Overwatch Arena sees players battling out in advanced city set in the Arabian Desert. There are three ty- different control points to defend on Oasis, along with traffic to avoid and jump pads to use. Blizzard Entertainment also offered an official synopsis for Oasis. Quote, researchers and academics from around the region came together to found a city dedicated to scientific progress without restraints, a monument to human integrity and invention. The city and its inhabitants are governed by the ministries, I want to say mini-series, a cluster (laughs) of brilliant minds who possess many secrets that have attracted the interest of powerful organizations from around the world, end quote. The Winter Wonderland event, which Troy was not too happy with, has just ended... And Blizzard also recently revealed Tracer's girlfriend, Emily. 
Wow, they gave her a name. That's dope. So I haven't played this map yet. Uh, it looks all right. I, I haven't got a chance to try it. The big thing that kind of stood out for me from this week about this announcement of this new map. Mm. So it's basically supposed to be set in Iraq. Um, and it's it's this, like, I mean, it it's probably reminiscent of, like, the uh, ancient Babylonian times where they had the hanging gardens and everything like that back, you know, when when everything was pristine and, and really beautiful. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, the the geopolitical state of the Middle East right now is is in stark contrast to that. And so, this guy went on Twitter and oh, went on a huge that. rant. <laughs> he went on a huge rant about this map, like that he was so offended that they they implied that that the Middle East would ever reach a point where everything could be beautiful and in peace and everything like that. And he was just so pissed off. And I thought it was the funniest thing ever. His rant was. Like I and it wasn't just a normal rant either. He was hitting the character limit in caps locks, basically saying he was never going to support Blizzard again. He was going to quit playing the game. It, it, dare I say, sometimes he did get a little racy with what he was saying about it being Iraq. And I was just like, can we just like I saw the video and like the images. I was like, that map looks visually just crisp, clean, very vibrant. I was like, it, when I start playing Overwatch, I will. I, I want to play on that map. It looks really good. Or was he just trolling? Yeah, but this guy was like totally. No, he wasn't trolling. Oh, no, he I don't. Was, yeah, he was. He was legit. He was pissed. on another level. Uh, I think they went back and like looked at some of his previous tweets because his his account got deleted because yeah. after this went public, like people basically just lambasted him. Mm-hmm. But he's had some pretty controversial things to say on Twitter in the in the few short months that that account existed. So uh, yeah, it was just nuts. Um, also, it's really funny because if you think of like places where you think of like these awesome achievements, um, Dubai in the United Arab Emirates, you know, the the tallest buildings in the world. They've got, you know, indoor skiing, you know, like snow skiing in the middle of the desert. They've got a freaking, like, top-of-the-line Formula One track. Like, they've got all this money, and they've invested in all of this awesome, you know, infrastructure and all that stuff, and that's, like, literally, like, in the neighborhood of Iraq. So to think that no place in the Middle East could ever be, you know, this nice, pristine, peaceful place ever again is, is kind of ludicrous. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that things in the region are the way they are right now, but but for this guy to, like, just go freaking buck wild, and for, for a level in a game, I mean, that, that was the craziest thing. Like, this is a video game, and this guy just went on this huge rant, uh, you know, railing Blizzard for this, you know, just like, he just couldn't believe he was incensed by the fact that they would imply that, that there would ever be, you know, some sort of thing like this in the Middle East. It was, it was kind of hilarious. I figured somebody else was going to tack on. Well, so I, I tack on. I mean, like, <laughs> but no, as it's like, it, it's funny too, because like, I brought this up, not just on this show, but like, in on my Twitter feed and this and that, it's just like, I feel like people, like, the, the, his rant just reminded me of like, how, what did he want to accomplish? Is he one of these like, people, like, when everyone was up and I was at the ending of Mass Effect 3, it's like, dude, you complain all you want, but why do you have to get yourself that upset? Do you really think Blizzard's going to be like, you know what? Yeah, he's he's kind of You're a jerk. Right. He's swearing, but we, oh my god, we he's have right. to turn okay. this around. Oasis is now a uh, um, Canada. It's like it's a shithole. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like hold on, let's let's uh, add a trash can over there and some dirt over there. Like let's make it all cracked and decrepit. Okay, is that better for you? It's like why let yourself? Why do I I get upset when I'm playing video games? Like if the game crashes or if I die, and I think it's bullshit. Yeah, I'll go on a little rant to myself, but I've never been that level of angry at a developer or a video game 
And especially, I mean, Overwatch, I mean, yeah, they've built this canon universe around it. Um, they've got backstory, obviously, showing Tracer is, is the first LBGT, you know, character with a, with a girlfriend and all of that. But, like, any, any semblance of a story to this game is really, like, inconsequential to the way the game yeah. plays. Like, there's, there's absolutely no story content beyond, you know, you have to actually go out and seek most of this stuff out. Like, just fucking play the map, you know? Like, it's, it's this desert area. It gives you new scenery, you know, rather than playing on the same five or six maps that they've had since the game came out. Like, it's kind of nice to have a new yeah. place to play and for you to just completely get incensed by the setting is just ridiculous. Like, can, I can I... Can we talk about... Can we branch off for a second? Because I, I want to talk about something else that was... Partly part of this conversation, but it was very breezed over. Okay. I, I, I see somebody else bitching and moaning about the fact that Tracer is a member of the LBG. I, I know that's initials there. That she's gay. And I, and I, and I mean no disrespect say, when I say, you can that. Just say yeah, that. The fact that she's gay. Also, part of the conversation is. People are making a big deal about The Last of Us too. Uh, the Last of Us with Ellie being gay. Whoa, 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 and whoa, whoa, whoa. one of the fan theories going on right now is that Ellie's actually upset uh, because her girlfriend was killed, and that's why she's going buckwa. Hmm. Anybody that knows me knows I don't have a problem with uh, anybody. Like I like the only people I have a problem with is you know just ignorant people. Yes, and it, it, it it's really starting to bother me that. The whole who's gay, who's not gay, that's part of a conversation in games now. Like, and I, I mean no disrespect because it's not meant to be disrespectful. What it's bothering me is like, who the hell cares if a character is gay? I mean, in The Last of Us, they didn't point out the fact that Bill might be gay, but it was insinuated. They didn't point out the fact that Ellie was gay, because but it was insinuated. And it was never a focus of any kind of narrative. It wasn't part of the story. They didn't make a big deal out of it. But now it seems like every game that's coming out, they, they're making it a point to let us know that this character is gay so they can be true. You know, they're showing equality. That irritates the hell out of me. Like, it's, why, so, why are we living in a world like that where we have to make sure that... Everybody's an equal opportunity. Just play games. It's it's not so. It's complicated. This it's it's about representation. You know, I mean, you, me, you know, just practically everybody on the show. We're white, you know, dudes. So there's been no shortage of white dudes being, you know, depicted in video games. So you know, if you're a part of a group that's not white dudes, if you're a girl, if you're, you know, queer, if you're any other, you know, if you're Native American, if you're black, if you're Hispanic, if you're a part of one of these other groups that's not white dudes, when something in any media, video games included, but, you know, since we're talking about video games, if you're playing video games and and you're able to play as somebody who is gay, who is a woman, who is Hispanic, who is black, that's a big deal. And, and, so, and, and especially with something like, like homosexuality, that's not something that you, you just gloss over for the most part. Like you don't just look at somebody and say, oh yeah, that person's homosexual without having to build up a story around that. So when you look at Tracer, when you look at Ellie, when you look at all these characters, that has to be established. And in order to establish it, there has to be backstory filled in in order to make that so. Like you don't, I mean, I guess I, you can just say this I, person's gay, but like how did how do you make that work? And so that's all it is. It's just representation. And they're I, not saying I, that everybody that, has to do that. 
And I, and I get that, okay? And you'll have to excuse my ignorance when it comes to Overwatch. But it, to give Ellie a backstory and let us know that she's gay, I that kind of, like, that could help us identify with her as a character. Now, this is where I say my ignorance with Overwatch. What is the significance of making Tracer gay? Because, as far as I understand, there's not really much story with Overwatch, and you don't really see the character. You don't see her interacting with her partner or anything like that. It, it's just a character you go out and you, you know, you're you're in a battlefield. Yeah. Why it's, it's, do we need to know that Tracer is gay? Why is that important as a character? It's a representation. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Like, if if you're LBGT, if you're, you know, what they call queer, I mean, it's hard to say that because in my mind, that's always been a slur, but they use that term for themselves. But if you are this person and, you know, in society today, you know, it's becoming more and more common, but at the same time, you are still to a degree ostracized and you're, you are on the outside. So for them to come out and say, look, it's okay to be queer because look, this character here is queer. And, and that's, that's representation that makes them feel better about and and it's inclusionary like it brings people in more than more than shuts people out like there's still no shortage of white dude in any video game we're not going to be underrepresented in any video game form anytime soon and for them to take one character and say look this character's gay like it doesn't affect me in fact i'm i'm of the I'm of the the opinion that cool, you know, that's great. I'm I'm glad she's gay. I don't like to play her, but it's not because she's gay. I just don't play her very well. But you know, it's it's for people who are on the outside, who aren't a part of the majority, to have representation. It's 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 good for them to have that representation, and it doesn't bother me either way. I mean, to me, to me, it also like it. What bothers me, and what. I, I, I don't want to sound insensitive because I'm honestly not trying to sound insensitive at all. What What's also bothered me is like a couple of years ago, uh, Michael Sam uh, was entering the draft and they made a big deal about how he was the first openly gay football player to enter the draft. Why does that matter? Because like, I, 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 because all, all that really matters with Michael Sam was can he play football it, overall? Like, I, I understand that being, you know, you need representation. I get that. Believe me, I do. But when when they're making such a big deal about Michael Sam becoming the first oblique gay person to enter the NFL draft, that bothers me because that the draft is not about his sexuality. The draft is about can he play football? What team is he going to? And as it turns out, he couldn't really hack it in the pros and was dropped within, what, a year, year and a half? Officially, like all that build up to to say we have an openly gay character it was all gone because it didn't matter because he couldn't perform on the field. So it, it, it's just it's it's kind of like that. Where it, it's just bothering me. It's like if a character's gay, fine. The character's gay. So the, let's the not focus make on that it, the, the narrative of the of the of the focus of a conversation. But who's putting the focus on that, though? Uh, I'm thinking with Michael Sam, was it the gay people who were pushing that into the forefront of people's uh, in, in the news? Or was well, the it the NFL news media? It. Yeah, so it's the NFL and it's the news media that's grabbing onto that and focusing on it and reporting on it. So then it becomes a topic of conversation. And then it becomes a heated topic of conversation for people who are, A, for it. And this could be applied to, to Tracer or any other character. You know, when they come out and say, this character's gay, it could have just been easily like, cool 
and that's the end of the story but somebody obviously felt it was important enough to continue talking about whether it's the people who were against it who were like oh f this i don't want to have anything to do with you now because you made this character why are you shoving this down our throats and i feel like that could have been the same with michael sam where it's like the media is like this is a big deal and we want to talk about this and then you have people on both sides of the argument that want to continue the argument which carries it further along than maybe it needs to go so it's 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 propagated by both sides you know what i mean like it's people who are against it who are gonna you know speak out like there are players and and coaches and 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 former players that are like we can't have a gay person in the locker room that's totally gonna destroy team morale and then there's lgbt people who are like no this is amazing this is this is a huge milestone for us and and we're finally being represented in pro sports who knows how many gay players there have been in the past but for have to have one that's that's okay being out and open about their sexuality it's it's a it's a milestone but it feels like both sides were pushing an agenda and pushing it to where it just it, it reached a saturation point. And I think it's the same thing with Tracer. Like I said, I mean, when when Blizzard said she was gay, I was like, cool, you know, like good for them, you know. And I didn't I didn't feel the need to continue to talk about it anymore. But obviously, there were people who did want to continue to talk about it on either side of it. Either it's no, gay people are like, yes, awesome, you know, we're, we're so proud of you. And then there's other people who want to take jabs at them or whatever or or get upset up in arms about it. But it's also like the the start of this conversation is like when I when I was announced when I was announcing that that Overwatch had a new map, I I mentioned that uh, Chase's girlfriend has a name now, and your your comment was, "Oh, they gave her a name. That's cool." And then we moved on. Yeah. That's yeah. that's where I want to be with these conversations. Like, okay, that's cool, but so let's not well, focus on that. Let's focus on Overwatch getting the new map. Well, the polar that's where map, it will get to like sexuality and, and, aside. And, um, like for the race side of things, like I'm not just white; I'm white and native. So I got excited when like uh, the Assassin's Creed came out with Connor Kenway. I was generally excited because I was like, I'm mixed native and white. Like I get to play as a character who's like basically like my race. Like I get like subtle. Like up until then, I had Night Wolf from Mortal Kombat and the main character from Prey, and that's about it. And it's like I get slightly excited, but at the same time, it's just like that's not gonna make me like change my opinion of the game like the game is still all right yeah it's- so but i think we'll get to that point where it's not a big deal and nobody like it's like and will everybody hopefully will have that oh cool they gave her a name you know whatever we'll move on oh cool they set this map in iraq and there's no big deal about that cool you know so and so is gay but the thing is going to be exposure like the more this comes up the more it's just going to not become an issue anymore so like yeah we've got to get through these early phases where it's like people are going to get pissed off or people are going to get like super excited but eventually it's just going to become the norm and nobody's really going to care but we have to get through to that point it's not on uh, like like you said with the nfl and the senate was the news it's really the media outlets who talk about these basically press releases or news information it's really how they present it to the fans of the games that's really like if they're like oh did you know they make in these news outlets like say like an IGN or a Kotaku they make a big deal out of it then it's just gonna spread like wildfire like if people just had the whole cool calm collected like oh that's yeah. awesome like or it's next. gonna it's gonna be them plus the people on the extremes of both ends reddit so like everybody who who probably the majority of us here fall in that middle area we're like cool whatever you know you may be like well i don't necessarily agree with that but i don't care enough to go on a huge twitter rant you know lambasting blizzard for this you know we're like eh, you know whatever life goes on it's just a video game but you still have people on both extremes that are gonna raise hell about it and you know the only thing that's gonna happen is they're just gonna get tuned out eventually yeah. Just don't go on the Overwatch right. Reddit, that's all. 
That was a that was a good little discussion that came out of announcement of an Overwatch map, though. Yeah, the thing is, like, I like, I, and I want to be clear to our listeners again. I I don't mean any disrespect whatsoever. I, I'm accepting of all people, and yeah, I think no. anybody that really knows knows me knows that. It's just I I'm, I'm tired of the way society is nowadays. Like, yes, you know, to to go on just to give you another example. <laughs> Everybody knows I have a a young daughter. She's eight years old. Hmm. And uh, she's actually in the room with me, so I have to, like, choose my words uh, carefully here. But it's the things of, like, the bathroom situation. Like, why should that be pushed on our children and stuff like that? And, like, that kind of stuff, I understand equality. I I understand that 100%. But when it comes to stuff like that, it's like... How do I? Exp- I feel like I have to explain it to my eight-year-old daughter. What's going on in the world? And there's a good chance she's not going to fully understand. And it's like, why is that the narrative? Why, like, why can't we find solutions for this stuff and move on? Instead, we got to make big issues of the things. And that's where it comes to the, you know, Tracer being gay and Ellie being gay. It's like, okay, they're gay. Let's move on. Let's talk about what really matters and not saying that them being gay doesn't really matter but overwatch is getting a new map and they felt like they had to put in tracer's girlfriend's name like yeah i did i don't know if that was uh, those two things aren't necessarily directly related i think it was just added in the end of the article right and that and that's my point is like why do we need that that's just that's kind of where i was coming from this yeah. out the character. No, and I mean, I don't think I don't think anybody. I mean, do, there may be people who misunderstand what you're saying, and 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 I didn't come feel like you came across that that you were you know against this stuff and not open minded and all that. So I, I wanted to make sure that you. I didn't feel like you were threatening anybody's you know inclusionary or anything like that. You had a genuine question that maybe you didn't understand the reasoning behind, and I tried to clarify that. And so, like, I mean, I felt like it was a really good discussion. Um, I mean, the, there's definitely continued debate that's going to go on. I mean, the bathroom thing is something that's in its early stages and will continue to be argued about. And we definitely don't need to argue about it here because it has nothing to do with video games. But I, <laughs> no, I was no, just kind of trying to shed some light on, on what these no, other no, people no. feel I, when this... I only brought up the bathroom thing is because it, it's things like... It, it, that's another conversation I have to have with my uh, young daughter. But if you stop and think about, like, say when segregation ended... You know, all of a sudden, black people and white people got to use the same bathrooms and got to shop in the same stores and got to use the same water fountains. And there were eight-year-old kids who had to be explained why this was something that was happening now at the time. So, I mean, things like that come and go, and and it it will be a big deal in its time. And after a while, it won't be a big deal anymore. So it's it's a similar concept. I mean... you can imagine parents at that time were like, well, how am I going to explain this to my kids that yeah, these black I, people get to drink from the same water fountain point. as them now? That's so, a very I mean, fair point. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's just it, it happens to be the big debate of our time. And it, who knows how it's going to pan out. But, I mean, yeah, you could you could just put yourself into that position. Like, if you were, all of a sudden, your daughter had to share a classroom with a black kid for the first time, and you're, like, having to explain to her why this is and why it wasn't like this before, it's a similar situation. And I get that. All right, uh, let's let's move on because I feel like we can talk about this for a while. Uh, Mark, you have a Sophie's Trophy this week. I do, I do actually, and it comes from the game that was actually free this month on PlayStation Plus. This War of Mine, the Little Ones. So, 
this is like a twofer. You're going to get two trophies for this tip. So you get four survivors in the game for your house. And when you play through the game, it kind of gives you, you know, generates three for you. But when you make it progress a certain amount through the game, you get to create your own story. So you get to pick all the survivors you want in the house. Now, there's a trophy called Note, the School of Life, where you actually teach um, one of the children that you can actually have in the house how to craft uh, everything that's available for them to learn. Now, it's misleading because there's a lot of things you can learn in the game, but there's only 13 you need to teach her. But um, but that's not really a trophy. There's another one that coincides with it. I'm actually pulling it up because I didn't know how long we were going to talk. So I got a freaking. Um, there's another one that's called Note Everybody Got to Learn, which means as you teach her, like the ch- him or her, depending on who you have in there, for a child how to cra- uh, create things like water filters, cooked food, um, roll up cigarettes, and high quality cigarettes to use for trade, um, fertilizer, vegetables, and how to trap animals with raw food. If you then switch to the child and actually craft those things as you learn everything and then also craft them as a child you will get both trophies it's really quick like i accidentally got it because i was just teaching the child in my house how to do everything down the list and then right after that i was like now you make it so i can go scavenge and i noticed that two trophies popped so when i was looking at it i was like oh so it was just a practicality yeah, thing for you. Yeah. Look, if I teach you how to do yeah, these things, so, I can go off and do other stuff. And the thing is, you don't have to like with the crafting side of the trophy um, for the one that is called "Everybody Got to Learn." You actually don't have to craft every one thing that you get taught. You just have to frequently craft things. So you can sit there and craft like five bowls of soup, or you can make seven water filters, or you can just make a whole bunch of air filters or you can go and cook up the water uh, machine and just refill some water if you just do it frequently like you can sit there and just spam and just get the trophy but natural progression as you're just teaching them all 13 things they need to learn to get one trophy just have them build one of each as they're doing it and then you'll get two trophies and they're both hidden so ta-da I'm like involved in this game like emotionally like it's yeah, no, this is a deep ass game. Like seriously, like it's it's insane. Like when this game was announced, I was like super excited about it cuz it's not often like we're used to seeing war games from the perspective of the soldiers yeah. where you're out just shooting the bad guys and and doing all the dirt. Don't worry about anything else. And this is the first game to come along that kind of shows you what it's like to and and I think the designers actually lived in uh in the Balkans during the uh the uh, Serbian Bosnia Herzegovina war that went on. So, like, if you're inside of a city when there's a siege going on, like the people in Aleppo right now, this is this is very similar situation. It kind of puts you in that position if you're a civilian just trying to survive while a war is going on around you. And that's that's deep, and it's it's an experience that you don't get very often in video games. So, so a, I was like really excited about as it. As you're playing it, like if your characters get like overly hungry or when it gets to winter and it's cold, they start off as like underneath their names, they'll have like a list like hungry, sad, tired, in. They start off as those, but each one has a progression. Like, sad goes to, like, distraught, which affects you not being able to sleep at night, which makes you very tired, which then means you get depressed, and then it makes you very hungry, and then you're just exhausted. And some of the and when someone's, like, depressed, in order to resolve it, you have to walk up with another character and just talk to them. And then they have a conversation, like, hey, what's going on? What's wrong? But then when you read the dialogue, you're just like, this is pretty deep of a game for just... The fact that it's for all the purpose side scrolling Fallout Shelter with scavenger things, but it's the depth to it with just 
the characters themselves like they keep a diary so if you hit like square on the bio when you select a character while you're playing it actually takes notes so like i did a game that was 80 days long even though normally it's just 40 because you can make a custom map like game and it was like day 29 he's like i can't believe marco had to shoot those people is that what we've gone to we just have to kill people to take their stuff and then you switch over to marco and he's like i wanted to help them i did but they had supplies we needed it was just one of them or all of us would have died and i'm like ah the depth it's just there yeah it's so good it's dope the worst is reading stuff from like the children because they don't understand what's going on so like child's like this is like i don't know why dad has to go out at night and he comes back hurt or sad looking he won't tell me what's going on but he showed me how to cook food today and i'm like oof it's a great game if you have playstation plus and you haven't played this like just download it it's it it actually stopped me it caused me to stop playing final fantasy 15 because i've wanted to play this game and now i'm just hooked on it all right so moving on to our topic of the week uh two weeks ago when the show was posted uh as i do as i'm going to try to do as the shows get posted uh i put a poll in to try to fill out the bill of rights uh the question that i posted two weeks ago was share play trophies if you get a trophy while you are sharing share playing with someone is it chumping now, I put a note in it. This applies to someone in total control of your game. This does not apply to a share play where you are also playing. Because I, I, that is a, a function of share play. Is, I think it was uh, uh, Far Cry 4. Yeah. Um, you can actually play the game with somebody who doesn't own it. Yeah, yeah jump in co-op with them. Right. So, uh, I wanted to be clear about that. Uh, there was four options. One uh, was, yes, it's total... Uh, chumping. Uh, then there was three no answers. One, no, share play is a feature that allows it. No, if it was unintentional. And then no for a reason not listed. And then I said leave the reason below. Um, before I go over the results, uh, and the winner Kali, is. Kali uh, left her comment saying, Can you add in options that says I prefer the Kali Bill of Rights to this in all polls? And I told her, <laughs> I told her Facebook won't let me. <laughs> nice. It's uh, blocked. Facebook Facebook is banned fake news, so <laughs> And as I'm looking now, apparently uh JT it left the trophy horse group. Uh oh. Oh, that explains why he was quiet this week. Uh and Sid left a comment saying it's only jump if you ask someone to get the trophies for you. Uh but uh, for the four options, nobody voted for uh, a reason that we did not list. Uh, two people voted for yes. Uh, that would be uh, Chris and JT uh, said that yes, share play under all uh, circumstances is jumping. Uh, four people voted for no share play is a feature that allows it. Those being Andrew, uh, Homer, uh, Frosty's wife, and Sid. And uh, we had five votes for no if it was unintentional. And those votes come from Austin, Frosty, Drew Kirk, uh, Landon, and uh, Mr. Louis Y22. So it seems that if you are playing share play and it's unintentional and you get control, uh, that is a, it, it is for a forgiven act. I feel like that was the consensus yeah. that we came up with at the time, too. Yeah, because I brought up the um, Lego Marvel game and how I used it just for one trophy to get the platinum. 
And uh, I, I want to add something to this. Uh, when we actually talked about this the first time, I actually had somebody get me a trophy through SharePlay. Uh, if you guys remember, I was playing yeah. uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, in, in which I uh, let somebody take control of my game and walk to a balcony, which there was a trophy for just standing at the balcony for like 10 seconds, uh, just to see if I the trophy would actually pop, and it did. But I have redeemed myself in the fact that I actually played somebody else's game who could not beat a level, and I wound up beating the level for them, which get me a trophy. So I feel like ah, pay, me earning that trophy forward. for that person... <laughs> Me getting that trophy, which is incredibly harder than what somebody did for me, I feel like my share play trophy is now redeemed. You're doing God's work. Yep. Yes. So, I mean, the, I've, I've approached this whole Bill of Rights thing just mainly focused on Platinums, because that's kind of where our focus is. Like, the bronzes, silvers, golds, whatever, they're, they're a means to an end. And that end is usually the platinum. So the way I see it is if, if you happen to pop one or two bronze, silver trophies, whatever you know the case may be, it's not the platinum. If you're using SharePlay to literally get the platinum trophy, I think that's the only time that you may be able to call something into question. But if you're just popping one or two trophies on a trophy list that's like 30 plus, you know, some, some trophy lists have 50 trophies on it, you know, that's a drop in the bucket. And you've done the vast majority of the work yourself to get the trophy, get the platinum. So then I don't think it really matters that much. See, and I see the way I look at SharePlay, um, which is why I don't do this that often, is because in the case of like uh, Mark, who might want to play Watch Dogs too, definitely want to play Watch Dogs. If he wants to, tr if he wants to try it before he buys it, I can turn it on, let him share play, and he can play the game. Now, if I was to let him play Watch Dogs too, obviously it wouldn't matter because I have the platinum already, but. In the process of him trying out the game, if he actually does something, accidentally does something that gets the trophy, then that's where I was like in question. And that's why I don't share play a lot. But to me, share play is a good option because if you want to try it before you buy it and you know somebody has it, why not use it? True. Yeah, that was another thing that came up. Is it was the thing that I think ties into most of what we're working on with this whole document is the intent it was your intent to have your friend go and get this trophy because you're having issues with it or it was your intent to let your friend try out the game and he just happened to pop a trophy like you didn't intend for him to go and earn trophies for you uh it'd be the same as as, as a point that we've already had discussed where your kids are playing a game and they pop trophies you know it's like your intent was not hey here's my eight-year-old child to go play this game and get this trophy for me because i can't or won't you know it's more like hey here's a game to keep you occupied while i go off and do whatever you know or anything you just hey i want to foster 11 video games with you so here play this game and when they earn trophies it, it is what it is like it, it's the intent behind it All right. I just sent JT a message asking why he left the group. Mm. Hopefully, we'll get an answer before the end of the show. Mm. Yeah, he didn't even make an, an announcement no, or anything no about it. No trolling memes before, like no no outro. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we'll get an answer before we close the show. But we're gonna close out the show. Let's close out the show with some housekeeping. Okay, continue. Let's do it. Housekeeping. Okay. We're, Alex we're is not here. Let's clean this shit up. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to find a backup to Alex when he's not here. Or I'm waiting for the audio cue. We can just get he's John waiting for the cue. Let's clean this place up. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Look at this mess. Look at this mess. Clean it up. 
ProvenGamer.com is looking for some brightest podcasts and videos, news reports, and generalized help on the site. If you're interested in applying, go to ProvenGamer.com, click on the Help Wanted tab, and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all the articles and all the videos. Speaking of our videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proven Gamer. Sometimes I feel like I do this way too fast, and people don't know what the you hell I'm saying. You do do it pretty fast, honestly. Like, maybe if you made a concerted effort to slow it down a little bit. I know it's you're used to saying it all the time, and you could just rattle it off really fast, but I do think it comes out kind of fast. <laughs> I, like me, I'm, just, I'm sitting there going, am I mumbling this right now? No, it's not uh, necessarily oh, mumbling, but you do like rapid fire it, and I feel like it may be a little tough for people to understand personally. ProvingGamer.com is looking for some writers, podcasters, video editors, news reporters, and generalized help with the site. If you're interested in applying, go to ProvingGamer.com, click on the Help Wanted tab, and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all the articles and all the videos. Speaking of our videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proving Gamer. Also, check out our weekly and, uh, excuse me, our daily streams on twitch.tv backslash Proving Gamer, where Frosty is streaming from Monday through Thursday at 2 to 2.30 every week. Uh, I, have a mess- I have a response from JT. Can you never, like, talk, like, your clothes, your housekeeping, like, that ever? It just sounds like some weird, like, that voice. Ben Stein. Yeah, I was like, when do I press <laughs> one? Like, <laughs> Proven Gamer is looking for help in the form of podcasters, video editors, news reporters, articles, and videos. <laughs> JT says he didn't leave the Trophy US group. Holy shit, when did I do that? I can't find it. It was he a says drunken. He didn't leave. It was a drunken decision. He, he says, "I'm so confused." Oh man, we all are. I have no idea what's going on. The world is confused. If you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. The first one is our phone number. Mark, what's the phone number? The phone number is three three zero proven nine. That is three three zero eight six seven five three zero nine. See, he went to you because <laughs> and he knew I was. Go- he knows you don't know no, it. He knew I was going to do it on purpose, anyways. I just made no, a joke. I, but also, I, I but also, I you don't have you. the the actual number accessible. Yeah. yeah, I went to you because I know that Troy <laughs> put it on his. I've actually got it pulled up right now because I was like, "All right, come at me, come at me, boy." Troy, what is the real number? Three three zero seven seven six eight three six nine. I think I was right. <sighs> just throwing it out there. <laughs> if you call that number, you're gonna get Jenny. Jenny, Jenny. It's not actually. I tried. Uh. Troy, while you're on a roll, tell us how they can email us. Ah, that is trophyhorse at provengamer.com. Please send in the emails. We want emails. Keep going, because I have to figure out how to unban GG. <laughs> uh, SpeakPipe app. Apparently, that's a place where you can message us. I have no idea what that is or what it does, but apparently it's a good place for you to send us messages. Not quite as good as email, though, so trophyhorse at provengamer.com should definitely be a place where you uh, go and plug it into your email client of choice and send us emails, questions, solutions, ip- opinions, all that stuff. I mean, we had some really good conversation today. Give us your two cents. We want to hear it. Honestly, you know what I really like was I would like if people like you know like we get like the complimentary like you know emails here and there. It's like I would love emails that were just based around like almost like the questions they ask us could be like topic of the week level questions. 
Sure, yeah, like, definitely. If you have ideas for topics of the week, I mean, we're usually spitballing, and like it's like last minute things usually. So if you can send us emails for discussion that become topics of the week, that's that's an amazing idea. And I mean, ultimately, what I would like this to do, I would like the emails section to become a dedicated section that it's actually almost like the news section every week, where we actually take time to answer emails. But in order to do that, we have to get a volume of emails in on a on a consistent enough basis to where you know it, it becomes viable for us to make this a dedicated section that we talk about every single week that's where i want to get to i would like that i've because my experience with podcasts years ago is like a lot of the podcasts that i originally were into were almost turned into like where they barely got to talk about news because they had so many emails that it just turned into an email questionnaire podcast almost at some point that's the dream that's where i want us to get to because then we could stop talking about other like I don't know the same thing. We can stop talking about Rocket, even though I love Rocket League. Don't get me wrong, but like Rocket League's been like a news article like every week for the latter half of 2016, and now it's already starting with 2017 again. It's like good times. Sometimes you know, gaming news gets kind of let's fall diverted. I I love video games. Obviously, we all do, but I kind of get tired of news sometimes. Also, if you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. But go listen to our other podcast, PG Spoilers. Remember the bitches and the smart marks. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. No. Shots fired. You know what? In 2017, I'm never going to talk shit about Remember the Loot until there's another trophy. But win. also, yeah, you, you can't plug Remember the Bitches into iTunes. They actually go by another pseudonym called Remember the Loot. So you have to search for that in iTunes or iHeartRadio. Uh, but just know that Tricky has an actual title for them that's not Remember the Loot. It's not remember the loop. <laughs> it's it no no. It's remember the bitches because they are claiming fake victories on our good name, and I am in an outrage. I question how good some of our names are, but okay. Um, uh, apparently, according to the resident bitch over there, oh um, man, he is they they are they are four and zero against us in game challenges. Because we have not answered their challenge of playing a shooter game. When have they talked now? Well, well, that's the thing is that they made this fake challenge, and they said that every week we don't respond. They're claiming a victory. (laughs) They haven't tell them to message me directly. I was like, I'll take them on in a shooter. I'll take them on a fighting game. but the funny thing is, I'm the only one that knew of the challenge, and they knew they only told me because they know I don't play shooters. I don't have battlefield, so one, they're claiming else I'll beat them. They're, they're claiming bitch ass victories on our good name. So I put it out there. I'm gonna put it out there right now because I know those little bitches are listening to this show because they know <laughs> that Trophy Horse is the superior podcast. Man, they know that Trophy Horse destroys remember the bitches every single week he's on a tangent with bitches like this is not a pg oh yeah that's dropping b-bombs left and right i'm a gentleman and a scholar so with that being said i say i say that between us and the female dogs (laughs) that we have a game decathlon they choose five games, we choose five games, and we see who wins. And then if we happen to tie at the end, which we know that we'll just win 10 nothing, but just to give them an out and, and to say that they have a fighting chance, if they do happen to have a horseshoe up their asshole when they're playing us and they happen to tie, we have a tiebreaker at the end. Now, 
if we win everything, I feel like we, like just the Trophy Horrors podcast, get to do a full episode of Remember the Loot without any of them on the show. So that would be a whole I think week. That's two you know what? That, that's the, okay, that's the bet. If we win, we do Remember the Bitches without any member of them. And if they win, which ain't a snowball chance yeah. in hell that happening, they get to do an episode of Trophy Wars without any of us present. I like that. Huh. That's interesting. Then they'll finally have a highly rated podcast. <laughs> they'll start getting some five-star reviews from people that aren't friends and family. Do, do we all have to own the games? Yeah, that's a good point. Somebody has to own these games. I guess you we know, can share play them. Uh, you know what? <laughs> we, 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 will, uh, we will work out the details. But the way I'm thinking of it off the top of my head right now, and I'm spitballing right now, is we choose 10 games. And one person competes against one person on their team. And every, every member of the team, since we have five, uh, they, will have, they, they will have to get a ringer, which even the ringer is not going to help them. Mm-hmm. And each member of each team can only play two of the 10 games. Huh. That's not a yeah. That I mean, that makes sense. Spreads the wealth. And if and if, if it's the case of uh, you know getting a game, then maybe we could game flight, or maybe we could red box it, or whatever we need to do to yeah. make it happen. Cool. Yeah, yeah. that'll be fun. That sounds like so, fun. Do I get the pick? So lots of fun because we like to have fun. It's so, all fun. It's gonna be group versus group, but they're like, com- like if you think of like the Laugh Olympics back in the day, if you ever watched that cartoon, like there's like all these events where everybody competes, but you've really only got one or two people from each team that competes in any given event. So like say, let's say Nidhog is one of the games because it's a, a a one versus one multiplayer. So like say uh, Mark plays for our team and Daryl plays for the loot team, they can only play in one other game because you can only play in two games any one person can only play in two games out of the ten so that you got to pick and choose who plays which games because you can't destroyed. use the same person across multiple games if you're playing street fighter something and, and mm. you know what it doesn't matter if i call them and remember the loot or remember the bitches gotcha. because after the smackdown we get them they're gonna remember our names i figured they would have after the whole trophy war that they lost Oh, speaking of the trophy war that they lost back in March, mm-hmm. uh, we're still waiting for our trophies. Hit, round two will start before we get those. Um, but if you want to go listen to Remember the Bitches, they are also on iHeartRadio. But you should search for Remember the yes. Loot because you're not going to find Remember the Bitches. <laughs> See, I, I will only talk why, slight why, shit until why, this challenge Sorry, starts. why are you playing... Uh, uh, peacemaker here, dude. You, dude, this is who I am. All right, I'm not competitive by nature, and Listen, I, I am what I am. But the, I'll, I'll help. I mean, I'm, I'm all team. We get into wars. this war. I need your game face on. But I also refuse to talk shit because I don't talk shit. This is just not in me. I do, but the challenge you, hasn't started yet. You know what? I, but I will I, definitely I, play to win, and I will play for the team for sure. I, I'm calling game one right now. I'm, I, I'm calling it, and I'm calling who I want to play. Game one is Forza Horizon, and my driver is Troy. <laughs> I could do that. I could do Forza, too. Forza Motorsport. I'm really good at Game that. Game two is Street Fighter. I'm choosing Mark. Ooh, yeah, Mark no, that's, this sounds like a lot of fun. This is, this is a really fun thing. Like I said, I mean, you guys take or it as seriously as you want, but this sounds like it'd be a really fun thing. It's a fighting I, game. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm letting them know right now. And it's good for the community. 
Mm. Hold on, hold on. I I'm sending them a message right now. Hashtag shots fired. The community will shun them from. So this shots. is all going to be streamed at twitch.tv slash provengamer when it goes yep. down. Obviously, you'll have a heads up when all this happens, but you can definitely follow along and participate to a degree. Yep. And uh, enjoy the show because it's going to be fun. And to follow all the trash talking, you can always find all these podcasts, mainly right. us, on yeah. iTunes, Stitcher, various other podcast apps, and Google Play Store. Boom. Done. Yep. And the Remember the Loot is on iHeartRadio. Also, Remember you the can join the Facebook groups because there's going to be a lot of crap talking going on there. And a lot of memes. Both Remember it, it, the Loot and the Trophy Whores have their own uh, Facebook groups that you can join and uh, participate <laughs> and or just watch the fun. I love how Troy's trying to take and over also, and keep the housekeeping going. <laughs> while we're talking about groups, let's talk about our PlayStation 4 Actually, Mark started quick. keeping it going. I did, actually. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. If the trash talk in this decathlon is anything like the trophy war, man, I wish to put that on the podcast. I hope I don't lose another console. I lost a Vita last time. Why would you say something like that? <laughs> Please, I can't. And he's already got a he's already got a wounded PS4 yeah, we, on his let's hands. Let's not take it out back. No old yeller. Let's not. <laughs> all right, uh, let's get back on track. Uh, all the podcasts can be found on iTunes. We already did that. Yeah, we already we we're on play, to I PlayStation Four communities. For PlayStation communities. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, I was too busy talking shit to the remember the bitches you on were. Facebook. Uh, where, where, where exactly I did are a we segue in the PlayStation 4 communities, PS4 communities, so now you go over your community. Okay, well, there's three PlayStation 4 communities. There's one for Proving Gamer. There's one for Trophy Whores called the T-Dubs Brothel. I'm sorry, I thought the, an elephant just walked through my living room. Uh, dub T-Dubs Brothel because Shuhei won't let us say whores on the PlayStation Network. And there is uh, Yields Group, which is the Platinum Guild. Uh... That is going to be the end of our housekeeping, but we do have some sponsors. Our first sponsor is Extra Life. Troy, are you prepared to talk about Extra Life 2017? Sure. Let's talk about Extra Life 2017. So Extra Life is a 24-hour video game marathon for the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals all around the United States. Extra Life 2017 has already begun. Uh, Sign-ups are live on the website, www.extra-life.org. You can go on there, sign up. Uh, it's free to sign up. You can pay $15 to become a Platinum member, which gets you all of the bonus things. I actually uh, put in the order for my silver medal this year because I raised at least $500, so I'll have an, another silver medal to join my gold and silver that I already have from previous years. Um, you can join a team. You can do it uh, solo. Either way, even if you join a team, you can choose your own Children's Miracle Network hospital to represent. Um, then once you do that, you just go out and you get pledges. You get people to pledge for a uh, number of hours played like you would for any, like, a jump rope-a-thon. Um, I've had success in the past selling candy bars, um, just different things. Get creative. And all the money goes towards the Children's Miracle Network hospital of your choice. They use it to do various things to help sick and injured children in your area. I think that's it. Backends. Hey, Mark, tell us about Amazon. Oh, you want to know about Amazon? Oh, man. So, okay, Amazon, if you go to ProvenGamer.com, and on the right hand, or and during any of the posts, click on the Amazon link. When you go do your shopping, like you normally do, nothing gets charged extra to you. But Amazon, those little, little like, a nugget our way, which will help us keep the site going, the podcast going, help us out with equipment and everything else, and it just... You know, just do your shopping like normal. Amazon, You, if you have Prime, you can get stuff shipped to you within two hours, within two days for free. So if you're already doing your shopping on Amazon, why not visit ProvenGamer.com, click on the Amazon link. And while you're there, why don't you read some great articles and reviews and check out some other podcasts as well. Boom, done. Drop the mic. 
With that being said, let's close out the show with some shout-outs. Mark, go first. I just talked. All right, um, give a shout-out to everyone here, especially Yield on his deathbed, being sick, still making it for the podcast, even though he was a man of few words today. Also, Drinking for making his way here as well. It's always nice when he doesn't think he's going to be here, and then he decides to grace us with his presence. And also, once again, Troy, now we're all, you know... Oh, and two for the start of the year, even though one of the podcasts isn't out yet for the year. Uh, shout out to all the listeners who are dealing with our shenanigans and everything being off the rails as of late. Well, technically not as of late because they still don't get the other podcast yet, but that's besides the point. So other than that, just send us some emails, send us some questions. Troy is, you know, been really pumping up the emails, but I feel like if more of us start talking about emails, maybe they'll magically appear. Uh, Troy. I definitely want to give a shout out to Yield. Hope you feel better soon, although I really like what the uh, congestion is doing to your voice, my man. Uh, shout out to Mark. Thank you for helping me push emails. And uh, we had some really good conversations today. Definitely the podcast has been spotty lately. We're trying to work on all that stuff. Uh, definitely uh, working to improve PG every day. Uh, just uh, baby steps. Definitely get there. Shout out to Tricky for being the man who made it all possible. And also for showing up today because we knew uh, coming in probably maybe 45 minutes before we found out that he was actually going to be here. So it's always good to have him here. Uh, he definitely handles the hosting ability. The hosting duties better than i could shout out to all the listeners everybody every one of you downloads this podcast every week and listens to us ramble on and do all kinds of craziness uh we really appreciate it we definitely would like to hear from you so if you'd like to send us in emails at trophy at provengamer.com that would be much appreciated shout out to the remember the loot guys because everything's remember gonna get pretty bitches. heated everything's gonna get pretty heated between us and uh i just want to let it be known that this is all for fun and uh it's gonna be a good time Remember the bitches. Oh my god, you're so mean. Like, you're just... It hasn't even started yet. And I want to give a shout out to Sweet Mama D, who um, really just makes me smile every single day. Uh, Shout out to the goddess, who is patiently waiting behind me to play her game because I yelled at her for playing the game while we were playing because the controller was talking. Uh, shout out to all the listeners. Uh, thank you for being patient with the uh, the editing of the unedited shows. Um, like I said, most likely you're going to hear this before 2.90. Uh, hopefully I can get them both out at the same time. But no guarantees on that. And uh, shout out to my horseman brothers. Who uh, I look forward to recording to every week. And uh, with that being said, until next week. Happy trophy hunting. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.